0: Hi everyone, happy Friday. Before I talk about a very important topic today, money, I want to thank up-and-coming designer Ron Dice from Brooklyn. He's becoming very famous, very well-known in the fashion world, first of all, because his story is incredible. He's an amazing man, self-made. He works insanely hard. His clothes are to die for, beautiful. His custom-made suits are amazing. And he patented gold sole shoes, 24 karat gold sole shoes, and they are just the ultimate to die for shoes. So I want to thank him with all my heart for sponsoring the episode, for believing in my work, for sending me a pair of these gorgeous, gorgeous shoes. He's going to be... Doing his debut show this weekend on New York Fashion Week, and he's just amazing. So, if you guys love fashion as much as I do, check it out com, and on Instagram, official Ron Dice. So, today we are going to talk about money, which is a very delicate subject and it affects every relationship. It's the number one cause of divorce in the United States. I don't know if you guys know that. And I always talk on my podcast on all the work I do about financial women's financial independence, about women being independent. So today I decided to bring a money expert to help us out. And we're going to ask her questions and we're going to talk about all of it. So let me introduce my guest. Her name is Jen Hemphill. Hi, Jen.
1: Hi, thank you for having
0: me. Thank you so I much. appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate having you here so much because like we were talking before when we met through the Latina Podcasters Network, I think money is such a huge deal when it comes to relationships, to marriage, to dating. And we very rarely talk about it. Like even when I interview dating experts and everything, people talk about everything else, right? Like how the person looks, where they live, la la la. But because money is such a delicate subject, we kind of dance around it. But it's really important. So uh, hopefully you're going to be able to help us all. <laughs>
1: Well hopefully, hopefully I'm excited and of course money is uh, my favorite topic. <laughs> I think that this is this is what I do and you're right. It's very, very important uh, to talk about uh, because it's a taboo subject. I think over the years, um, a lot more people have been um, speaking. Uh, about money, but it's still hard to talk about. Yep. It's still hard to tackle and, and it's hard to just really wrap around, especially, with, especially now with so many things going on economically and yes. uh, hardships. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into yes. whatever
0: questions you have. I have 10 million as usual, so let's dive in. But before, can you give a little bit of your background to my audience so they understand who you are? You have a podcast, which I love, I love the name and I love your style. It's called Her Dinera Matters. For people that don't speak Spanish, Her Money Matters. And it matters. And I will talk about my story and ask Jen questions about that as well. But how did you become a money expert?
1: Basically, the story goes with uh, I'm a military spouse. So with uh, being a military spouse, we move around a lot. And when I married my husband, I knew I wanted to have a career. I wanted to have kids, or we both wanted to have kids. I didn't force these things on him, by the way. And I, it, those things were important to me. But with being a military spouse, we there's a lot of moves. So having a career, and I didn't know what that was going to look like because we wouldn't, you know, we would move every couple of years, and. And after exploring a little bit, okay, what do I want to do? <laughs> Even though I had gone to college, I knew finances was something that I was interested in. And then an opportunity came about to like a scholarship for becoming an accredited financial counselor. And that's when the light bulb went off. Okay, this is something I can do and take with me. And don't I don't need to start over with every move. Awesome. Uh, so I decided to go for it. Fortunately, was accepted and then it was trying to figure out how am I going to do this? Because this was, (laughs) you know, before, well, social media was around, but not before really the online businesses Mm -hmm. or I'm sure there was online businesses, but before the boom, if you will, where a lot of people, a lot more people have online businesses now.
0: Yeah. Okay. awesome. So you obviously have a lot of experience talking about the topic. So let's start from the toughest. I usually leave the toughest for last, but let's start with the toughest. I, all work that I do through my podcast, my posts on social media, my clothing line, everything that I do is always about women empowerment. I am very open about saying that I despise sugar babies. I think they do a disservice to women everywhere. I think it's so, so crucial that we have our own money and that we are financially independent. I was in a marriage For 14 years with a guy that had tons and tons and tons of money. We'll talk about that a little later. And he did not like me to work. And sure enough, as the years went by, I lost my financial independence. And I think it's a horrible mistake. And I always tell girls don't do that. Even if you marry a millionaire, you should have your own money, you should have your own goals, you should have your own job. So the first question is, I know I get criticized by what I'm saying, but that's how I feel. I want to know your opinion. And I also want to know if there is a sugar baby out there. I want to be a sugar baby. You know, LA is a huge culture, unfortunately, of women, especially from other countries. They come here and they're literally fishing around for a rich guy to pay their bills. It's disgusting. And you're shaking your head. Yes. (laughs) So dive in. Tell me what would you tell them? And what is your opinion about women being financially independent regardless of how much money their partners make?
1: I so love this question. (laughs) So, so love this question because, one, I agree with you. We do need to be independent because here's the thing. Just because maybe we find a man or a partner that will take care of us financially, that might not be forever. Who knows when that's going to be? And having your own money having a way to get your own money and not through this partner is more empowering because it gives you choices. It gives you power. It gives you the opportunity to maybe leave a bad relationship. It gives you the opportunity to just do whatever the heck you want without someone tell, you know really mandating what you do because they're giving you the money. So there's again, there's opportunity, there's power, there's choices, there's more choices. And plus, if you are dependent on someone for their money, when it goes, and you're not, you don't know how to manage it, let's say, or you just kind of decided they're taking care of it, I'm not worrying about it. Then if there is a loss because of, of a death or whatever, then not only do you have to grieve, but you have to figure out how to get yourself back on your feet and whatnot. So, I can't you know I agree with you there granted there's nothing wrong with being spoiled right
0: there's a big difference (laughs) right (laughs) yeah
1: right I love it when my husband spoils me that that is perfectly fine but you need to have your own money you need to I and even in our relationship he has some money that you know he has he has his own money in terms of you can call it allowance, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. And uh, he has money he can spend on whatever he wants. And I don't question it. I don't look at it. It's none of my business. And I have mm-hmm. money that I can sp- uh, spend however I want. He doesn't question it. He doesn't get in my business with that. Because you do have to have independence, right? Yes. Uh, so, again, there's nothing wrong with being spoiled. But it is important and essential to to have your own money. Because, again, it gives you yes. choices. It gives you power. It just... It, it, There's so much to it.
0: (laughs) One million percent. I agree. In my case, okay, I had the work discipline. I started working when I was four years old. Like literally my first memory being a kid is like being on a a set of a TV commercial. So I grew up thinking work is fun. Work is like a huge part of my life. I like it. I like being productive. So fast forward, when I met my my husband, now he, he died, Uh, He was very wealthy, but I had a job. I had my own money. I had a career. I had a lot of things going on. I was making good money for a 22, 23-year-old. But because he made so much more money... He used to try to convince me that my money wasn't necessary, you know, and now looking back, I know it was humiliating, like he, he would use phrases such as, oh, whatever you make in a month, it takes me like a day to make it, why are you wasting your time? And slowly, but surely, as the years went by, in order to preserve the marriage, I ended up agreeing with him, agreeing with him, agreeing with him, and I worked less and less and less and less. To the point that 14 years later, when I finally got tired of it, um, I barely had any career. And I know it happens to a lot of women. They decide or their husbands decide, whoever decides, oh, I'm going to depend on this guy. And like you said, if the relationship gets sour in any way, shape or form, they feel trapped I hear stories like that all the time. I get messages like that. Oh, how did you rebuild? How did you start? Because I literally, and I will tell the the rest of the story, but I literally lost everything I had, my home, my cars, my clothes, everything you guys can think of, I lost once he died. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to rebuild from scratch. My case, I think my work discipline is what saved me. I rolled up my sleeves. I'm like, great. I love to work. That's the good news. Let's go. But a lot of women don't have that. So what would you say for some woman out there listening? She's in an unhappy marriage, many times abusive marriage, desperate to get out. Some of them have kids, but they're like, what am I going to do? How do I start? Do you have any suggestions as a first step?
1: Right. So if uh, someone is needing to get out of a relationship and maybe they don't, they're not managing the finances, they don't have access to finances or very limited access to finances, ask for help. I, and granted, and there might be, um, that might be scary. Maybe in, in, in I don't want to, um, I'm not speaking from experience. I can't speak from that experience, but asking for help someone that you trust, that you can confide in because uh, and there's no, because a lot from what I under, from in, in interviewing people that have survived these relationships, uh, there, uh, really, there is a shame and there's guilt. Yeah. there's a lot of that. and um, but there's no there's no reason to have that. Right. A lot of those things that have happened is it's not it's not your fault. So it's just ask for help. Start learning and start seeing what you can do uh, to really um, maybe if you are able to earn some money. And there's so many different intricacies. So really s- asking for help is really that
0: first. Thing. But do you have any proactive ideas like let's say someone that like in my case, has been married for 10 years, 14, 15 years, whatever it is, they don't have an updated resume because, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard, right, to make money if you don't have an updated resume. What would you say, any ideas, like what would be the first step to to start making money?
1: So think about what you like to do. Uh-huh. And if you think, well, I don't have any skills that's in anything, there, you do you do so think about things that you enjoy doing that you can earn money from Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's at a job whether it's uh, maybe on just your own selling whatever services or or something that you've made Uh, so think about something that you enjoy doing right or think about also and even if you don't have an updated resume maybe you've been volunteering right Mm -hmm. volunteering is this you know with Whatever organization that is a skill set of its own. So you can you can have that those volunteer what you, whatever you volunteer, what you did for volunteering you can add that to a resume. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways of adding things to the resume from volunteering. And again, you can also uh, think about what you enjoy doing that you're good at, um, and and really find something with that. Whether it's a job or whether it's uh, making money on your own,
0: right? Yes. I like that you said pick something that you enjoy doing because I know a lot of people in times of desperation. And I, I've heard that all the time, especially like now, right? With COVID, everything that happened in the world, people get desperate. In times of desperation, they're like, oh my God. And they go after any job, even if it makes them miserable, anything. I personally believe, yes, if you pick something that you really enjoy doing, you are going to get much, much better results. Even if you have to start from zero, even if you have to start making very little money in the beginning, I think it's a lot better to start with something that you're actually passionate about, as opposed to getting a job, just waiting for the paycheck at the end of the week. Do you agree?
1: Right? No, absolutely. Because if you do something just because I know, think about people that are their jobs and aren't happy with it.
0: So They're many, so many. Yes, That's a lot of people it's and a it's, lot it's of not people fun
1: to be miserable no it's and it's not fun to be miserable and you thrive and do better and you're apt to uh really it's not it's not just the job enjoying the job but your quality of life after yeah. work you know you come home and miserable and you bring that home so yes it's it's definitely important to find something that you really enjoy and sometimes maybe they're Maybe you have to get a job and there's maybe because money, whatever the case may be, and just make sure it's temporary. It may it may not be your ideal job. Sometimes we are in situations. Yes, of you know, course. In that way, right? So take that on. Know that it's a temporary or make sure that you remember this mm-hmm. is temporary until something else yeah. uh, comes about. But keep searching.
0: Keep searching. I completely agree. Never give up because, in, yes, I have done every job you can think of on the face of the earth. I've done it. And there is no shame in my game. I think it's a lot better to work and make your money then again, go after men for money, which, unfortunately, is a culture that I see, and it breaks my heart. I see it growing every single day. I think it's better to be a waitress, a dog sitter, DoorDash, whatever the hell you have to do to make a few extra bucks, than literally keep fishing around for men who are going to pay your bills. I personally think it's a form of selling yourself out.
1: Mm, right and plus it's you have something to bring to the table yep and i think those who are looking at for as you say for just sugar that is they don't believe in themselves yeah uh, maybe they don't have that confidence so what what do i have to bring and you do you you do absolutely do and you have to trust and believe that and i know you may not know me personally but i believe <laughs> that you have something to bring to the table you just have to search for that what that is and and set that guilt or set that shame or set that um not non worthiness that you may feel aside because everyone has something to bring to the oh, table everybody has something to bring a value
0: I completely agree and when I hear these girls because I hear it a lot they say like and because my male friends mention it as well they will look at a guy like well I'm beautiful I'm pretty I'm arm arm candy he's gonna have great sex he has to pay my bills And I think they need to do this shift in their head. You cannot think that you're just because you're going to have sex with someone or because you're beautiful, uh, they should be the financial support. And then one day in the future, it's going to disappear, right? And then you're left with nothing. What are you going to do if you made a career of being dependent on a guy for like 10, 15, 20 years? Then what?
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, thousand percent. So, I know it It drives me crazy when I hear girls that so okay, now let's go back to people that do have jobs, Uh, women that that because we talked about women that that didn't work for a while like me. But now there are a lot of girls that that have jobs that make money. But again, their partners make a lot more money. Unfortunately, it's still a big part of our reality that most men make more money than women, right? than their partners so i get this question all the time like how do i catch up i feel like there is such a difference balance in power my husband makes whatever six figures and i'm making this and so he makes all the the financial decisions for us he decides the house we're gonna buy the car where we're gonna live is there any way to balance this power a little more any suggestions
1: well, in those situations, and yes, uh, typically women make less uh, than men. And to answer that question, I think it goes to the roles in your relationship in terms of um, what are you contributing to the relationship? And maybe your partner's contributing more money. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of other things, so maybe you're managing the finances, right? Or maybe you are making sure whatever financial goals you're after that you got you are um, progressing, or um, it could be other things non financial. But of course, I'm thinking all things financial right, right now. But it's really about what you both bring to that relationship, and it doesn't have to be. Finance. it doesn't have to be money necessarily it's what you're contributing to that relationship maybe you are the person that motivates and makes sure that your spouse keeps moving and is upbeat and, and really is a go-getter right maybe you are that source of inspiration so it, it comes down mm-hmm. to what roles and what, what contribution I think you well, bring to the table
0: One opinion that I have, and I don't know if you agree or not, I I always say, like, let's say there's a couple and the guy makes his money. The girl has her own paycheck. Don't blend everything into one account like a lot of couples do. I think you should still have your money separate. Like, I think every girl should have her separate bank account. Don't put all the money into the relationship. Do you agree? So there's different ways of
1: managing and every part, every relationship is different. Um, But I do agree, as I mentioned, my husband has his own money to spend and I have my own money to spend. But we do have joint accounts. So it's about what works Mm -hmm. for that relationship. Um, But I I am adamant that you each need to have your own money because we're individuals. We need that sense of independence. Even though we are in a relationship, we need that sense of independence. So there's different ways if you have joint accounts and, and then maybe some separate accounts where your money goes in and you decide together, okay, out of my paycheck, I'm going to contribute this to the joint account where you pay the bills. That's fine or maybe you have separate accounts where you decide I pay the rent I pay the uh the utility bills. Right. Okay, perfect. From my own accounts. It's really about what works best for you, but again, if you do have those joint accounts, you do have you I am adamant that you have your own money.
0: Yes, I agree because honestly, that's kind of like what saved me because like I said during my marriage My husband made 90% of the money and he was very, very wealthy. So all our money was actually like his money. You know, the little bit I had, yeah, okay, I would spend on my stuff. But all our affairs were like in the same bank account. Everything was like his power, his power, his power. And like, this is why I like telling the story, because I think everything in life is a lesson And I know a lot of women make the mistake that I made, especially when they're young. They give all the power to the husband because they're in love. And, oh, my husband is taking care of me. And a lot of men are type A personality that they want to take care of the woman. Like my husband, he wanted me to stay home and he didn't want me to model. He didn't want me to act. He didn't want me to do anything. And slowly but surely, he convinced me. But in a way, I think... It's a form of abuse. If you try to control the person's every move and everything they spend and you give them an allowance and you give them a credit card and you know where they are every single minute, it's a way of controlling them in order to stay in that relationship. So now looking back, and then when he died, I had one bank account because my mom told me hey, put some money away, please get some of your allowance, put some money away. So thanks to my mom, I had a little bit of money stashed away that helped me for two, three months to figure out what the hell am I going to do when I lost every single thing that I had. And I think a lot of girls make this mistake. But like you said, love fades, things change, right? Situations change. It, and it doesn't matter how much you love someone; you should always have a backup plan. Do you agree?
1: Oh yeah, and plus, especially in re, in relationships, and unfortunately, I've seen this um, time and time again. When we talk about wills, when we talk about those legal documents uh, that, or even just like let's say retirement, where they ha- have a place of like if you pass away, who where should this money go? Those things are important and. If you don't know, if you're not on there, it's not, you know, you're not covered, right? And mm-hmm. I don't, and so um, it's important. Unpo- yeah, it, I agree. I mean, I, I just got sidetracked because there's so much to say here, but the, we really, it's about also relationship relationships is about mutual respect. And mutual respect includes your spouse respecting and what you want to do. Right, because this is not—you're not married to. You're married to your spouse, but you're not, and you have a commitment, but not just to your spouse. But you also have to commit to yourself and to your goals and to your aspirations. And that not only that allows you to thrive and allows you to live a good quality of life, but it also allows you to be happy, also in your relationship. Because if you're happy. You're If you're happy because of what you're doing for yourself, you're also uh, contributes to being happy in the relationship. So really mutual respect.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. And this is why I openly talk about my story, because I think we have to learn a lesson from everything and look back. And I tell girls, I tell women, I tell people that listen to my podcast all the time, don't make this mistake. Don't be 100% in somebody's hand, no matter how much you love them. You need to be independent so you can stand on your own. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take, awesome. take a two-minute break. When we come back, we are going to talk about wheels and a few questions that people send me when I said I was going to interview. So stay right there. We'll be right back. One thing that I get asked a lot, and for those of you guys that listen to my episodes all the time, I have said that before. I really believe the secret to having great skin is of course the basics, drinking a lot of water, never, ever, ever sleep with makeup on, all that good stuff, sunblock, etc. But I found an organic, all-natural skincare line that I swear I fell in love with about three years ago. So I highly recommend it because it is insanely powerful and good. It's called Divas Never Age. It is certified organic, all-natural, vegan, cruelty free which is super important to me if you're an animal lover as much as I am PETA certified and they basically have 3 products that's all you need for fabulous skin an incredibly potent hyaluronic acid the most powerful eye serum i've ever used in my entire life you put a little drop underneath your eyes and it literally feels like you just got a facial like you just got a little skin lift and A very, very strong, amazing, amazing vitamin C serum. So you use the Divas Trio serums and I promise you, you're going to see incredible results. It's one of those things that it doesn't matter how people tell you, you got to try it to believe it. Check it out, Divas Never Age on Instagram, divasneverage.com. And by the way, all the serums are 50% off now because I told them I would give them a big shout out. So go check it out. And with Valentine's Day around the corner, if you're looking for a gift, look no more. Check out Simon G. Jewelry. They have the most amazing, gorgeous, precious handcrafted jewelry pieces. And not just multi-million dollar ones, you know, all price ranges. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Check it out, simongjewry.com on Instagram. Same thing, simongjewry. Big shout out to Heart of Hollywood magazine. Not only they're my supporters, they let me write a blog there every Tuesday based on the podcast about sex dating relationships. It's a work of so many talented people. I know how hard it is to put a magazine out. Uh, My father used to be a publisher. It's crazy expensive, crazy difficult. And the editor and founder, Giovanna Salazar, does such an amazing job. Guys, check it out. There are all kinds of different blogs. Each day, a different subject about Hollywood life, about events, about fashion, style, movies, you name it, they write about it. It's super, super cool. And we are actually having an event on February 23rd to celebrate the launch of the spring issue. They put me on the cover. I am very, very honored. It was a beautiful photo shoot I did with a very 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 talented photographer from italy called francesco chiapeta so you guys can see the gorgeous photos on the digital issue which is out now Heartofhollywoodmagazine.com. we are going to be celebrating on the 23rd the magazine launch we're going to be celebrating my birthday which is coming in march but we're going to be celebrating on the 23rd and uh, with a very special vip party here in la so if you're in the area dm me because although it's guests only, I will be picking a few lucky few to be invited and be on the list. So if you want to participate, send us a message. Send me a message on Instagram, Zamuro. send me a send me an email, reach out, and I'll let you know whoever is picked. Okay, we're talk. We're we're talking. <laughs> we're back here with Jen Hamphill. She's a money expert from podcast Her Dinero Matters, and we are talking about Dinero because let's be honest. It's important. We need it. It pays our bills. It gives us a a happy, healthy, safe life. And so many women make the mistake that I am openly and honestly admitting I made. They become completely dependent on their partners. And I beg you out there, if you're listening to me, don't make this mistake. And I know, Jen, you mentioned about having a will so I have to talk about that for a minute because yes I agree everybody should have a will however and we did have a will made by some of the most expensive attorneys money could buy because my husband had a ton of money and it still was not enforced it's a very long story but I have to tell you guys it does happen not all the laws in the United States work Not all the courts are going to listen to you. It can be a shit show. And like my attorneys used to say, people kill for money, especially when there is a lot of money involved. They will do anything for money. Like many times you see in the movies, right? You see in, in real life, in crime podcasts. People do anything for money. And in my case, sure enough, I lost everything and the courts did nothing to help me, despite the fact that we spend over $40,000 creating a will. So I agree with you that people should have a will. But to me, the first and foremost thing is have your money or your assets, whatever it is that you have, separate period even if it's a little bit of a nest egg don't keep everything together you're shaking your head kind of yes do you agree or do you think i'm being too radical
1: no 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 absolutely and i'm sorry to hear that you you had that experience because you thought you had some protection yes yes and and, but but it didn't help you so yes definitely uh keep your bank account uh, diversify where you keep (laughs) money And just make sure it's just in your name, obviously, because this is about you.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, so absolutely. I was kind of like, and I think a lot of immigrants are like me, like I was. You know, we, we immigrate to the United States and we think, well, this is the country where the laws work, where the laws protect <laughs> us. I wish you guys could see her face. She's like, mm. No, I was the most naive. You know, I love the United States, and you know, I became an American citizen when I was very young, and I thought, okay, nothing can go wrong. We have a will, we have documents in court. The courts are wonderful. I used to watch those those TV shows, you know, with the card. So I was totally. I believed all the laws protected me protected my money and now I know a lot of crime goes unpunished especially like money crimes because let's be honest prosecutors work by priority so they will go after violent crimes before they go after uh, forged documents forged signatures or anything else that people might do to you like even you know when somebody steals our credit card number right what is the first thing that they tell you uh, whatever. Cancel the credit card, la la la. But nobody's gonna go to jail, in general, right?
1: Yeah, it's very hard. Like theft, uh, identity theft, and those. It's very hard, like, to get out of. So it's very, it's very important to protect yourself because I've know of stories where people their identity got stolen, and years later, and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars later, they're still trying to navigate
0: uh, oh my um, god you know yeah it's it's a total nightmare Uh, so in summary it's a mean bad horrible world out there so if you have money stashed away or if you work really hard for your money if you're building a career i don't care how much you love who you meet and like you said i like that you mentioned that it's mutual respect if the person loves you and respects you back as opposed to Trying to control you like it was my case with my husband, they will be proud of you, that you are independent, mm-hmm. and they will be proud of you that you want to have your own money correct
1: right and in my in my view, I think a partnership we should we should be, and this is how when my husband and I and at that apartment marriage is all perfect. but when my husband and I got together, one of the things that was important to us as that is that we lift each other up right, that we motivate each other, that we push each other to do better each Mm -hmm. time. And I think that's important. I mean, and I I really am proud of that. And I and I, that's why I'm I'm biased. And I think that's really important (laughs) to have in a relationship. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. One million percent. I agree. And I always say that, like for my next partner, and I tell anybody that I date, what I do, how much I love working, how I started from scratch, how I've been rebuilding the past few years. And I will not even entertain being with somebody that would not be 100% supportive. I completely agree with you. This is, like, crucial.
1: Yeah, and I I said, from the get-go, I said, this is what you can expect from me because I was brought up with a mother that was... It is still to this day, I would say, a feminist to some extent. So oh, that's great. I was brought up in a household that was not the traditional. The mom stayed at home and cooked. My mom had a career. Uh, and actually, my mom made more than my dad, right? My dad cooked. He cleaned. mean, it was like a partnership. So I told my husband before we got married, I was like, okay, don't expect me to be a kick- uh, cooking and cleaning <laughs> all around you because you gotta help
0: i love it. i actually think believe it or not just from doing the podcast for so many years talking to hundreds of people i think nowadays most men of course the exceptions but most men especially high value men they want a partner who is being productive who is independent who is making money i don't don't see any man saying oh yeah." I want like this Barbie sitting by the pool, drinking champagne, this useless bitch. I don't care how pretty they are. All my male friends, they say the same thing. Maybe they will date the girl for sex, whatever, for arm candy, but they don't respect them. All these guys want to have a partner who is kicking ass, who is working and and making money and and doing productive work like we are.
1: Right. And I think for someone to value you you have to value yourself
0: yes right I'm you gonna definitely clap have to that value yourself <laughs>
1: and I think people that are, are, are women I know you said you've spoken spoken with a lot of women that are looking for the, the sugar daddies and I and I for those of you that are, are in that position I'm not here judging you I just want to challenge you to ask yourself do you value yourself yep. and if you don't Start working on valuing yourself. When you value yourself, you're going to be valued. You're going to be respected more. And the relationships are going to be better.
0: Oh, my God. One million percent. And again, like you said, we don't know them. So we I can we cannot judge anyone. Right. But I hear this phrase all the time. They think I am beautiful. This is my asset. Pay for it. And I absolutely don't understand it. You know, oh, I'm nice. Uh, pay for it. I look good near you, pay for it. I'm a woman, I'm a girl, pay for it. And I really don't understand this concept. Like you said, it's probably something, I don't know if it's in their upbringing, if it's in their culture, but even if a guy gives you a gift, like you said, there's a huge difference between being spoiled, like someone giving you things because they want to give you things because they like you and making them pay for everything that you need because you just think oh, I'm pretty, I deserve it.
1: <laughs> right. You can be pretty and beautiful and also be valued,
0: for sure. Yes, uh, we are proof of that. Right? <laughs> we are beautiful and smart and, and, and hardworking and we make our own yes. money and we still deserve to be spoiled. <laughs> now, I want to ask you something that I always say, and please, if you disagree with me, go for it, okay? Because I know it's controversial and most people disagree with me. A few people agree, so I want to know your opinion. Like when everything happened to me and I went from having millions of dollars, living in the Four Seasons, having a mansion in Beverly Hills, la, 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 to starting from zero, which I'm not embarrassed to say because I never stole anything in my life. I work for every penny I have. So I'm, I'm starting from scratch. I, you know, I drive a more simple car. I live in a cute apartment, but much smaller, la, 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 la. So when I moved back to Beverly Hills after Anthony died and we were in Florida three years ago, I decide I'm going to move back to Beverly Hills. You're going to hear in a minute where I'm going with this. Because it feels like home. This is where I grew up. This is where my friends are. It's good for my business. I'm going to settle down here. So I found the best possible place that I could afford. And I work like a maniac to afford my bills seven days a week, 15, 20 hours a day. No kidding. Haven't had a vacation yet. But guess what? I like it and I'm proud of me. And a key word that you used in the beginning it's empowering the more you make money the more you see results the more you want to build this is the question so when i made this move a few of my friends and i use the word friends with caution and quotes they said to me what the hell is wrong with you why are you gonna move to beverly hills go all the way to the valley because it's so much cheaper take the bus sell the car what's your problem I have a few purses left. Like I had just a few little things that 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 were with me. And the same thing, my friend's like, well, you're not in a position to, to use this purse. What the hell is wrong with you? Sell the bag. So most people, when you are in a financial difficulty, you're going through a hard time. The first instinct is cut, 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 cut. Like move to a cheaper neighborhood, sell your car. Take the bus, sell everything and anything cute or valuable you have. Cut Starbucks, cut Netflix, cut, 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 cut. And I heard a lot of financial experts give the same advice. My opinion is no. Because if you cut, 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 before you know it, that's the parameter. That's the life you gave for yourself. And that's how most people die. Frustrated, sad and depressed because they forgot about their dreams. I set standards for me and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay this many bills, period. So my opinion is don't cut, cut, cut. Make more, 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 more. Go, you know, work harder, 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 harder. And I get really criticized for saying that. So I want your honest expert opinion.
1: I love this. Love this, love (laughs) this, love this, love this. Number one, here's what I see just from hearing you. You had clarity on what you wanted. And you had belief right can some people for some people i think they may have to cut it every everybody's situation is uniquely different so there might be some people that do need to do that cut 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 but making sure that is temporary right that that cut 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 phase is for a reason they need to be strategic i do because whatever reason it deems it right So, for those people, and again, it depends on the situation, there might need to be a cut phase, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you will, but a phase. This is not permanent.
0: Keyword. This is
1: keyword. Phase. This is not permanent permanent, just like in the physical fitness space, where, or especially in the health world, we're thinking we always have to lose weight, well, that, the weight, the fat loss phase is, it's a phase, it shouldn't be forever. And we get stuck in like trying to cut calories forever. All right, so that's number one. So it depends on what that person's or that unique, that unique situation is. Number two, uh, number two, you meant like I mentioned, you had clarity, you have motivation. And you had also belief, as I mentioned. And so that allowed you to set, kind of uh, know what you want and then work backwards from there. Because you knew exactly what you wanted, which allowed you, okay, if I'm going to do this, all this, A, B, and C. I'm going to th- need this amount of money. And to get this amount of money, a month or whatever, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And more people should do that. Yeah, And may I, am I a big fan of... I'm not that person. I'm not that financial expert that's going to tell you, don't go out and into the coffee shop, right? I'm not that. I'm about really being strategic. Well, one, you may have to have a cut phase depending on your situation. But two, you can also work around and, and splurge here and there because, again, you need to have... You need to have a good quality of life and yes. be happy. You're not here to just work and pay the bills. You're here to work and enjoy life. Yes. Like when we go, we can't take it with us, right? Right. So it's that it's really knowing what you're needing being strategic mm-hmm. so hopefully that answers the
0: question no it does and i agree yes of course I, I cut myself on a lot of things that i can't afford anymore obviously like i said i don't take vacations you know i don't go to five-star hotels you know i don't do like fancy massage every week but i'm talking about like the bay because i see and i see experts saying that on tv like you said oh cut the starbucks it's like 20 bucks a week cut the netflix cut the-. so before i know it so many people are like frustrated like like you were saying the nine to five job i get my paycheck on friday i am miserable and i'm like oh thank god it's friday because i hate my life monday through friday and then the weekend and then you do nothing and before you know it that's it you see yourself living in a place that you don't love a neighborhood that you don't like a job that you hate and then you become this bitter, unhappy person. And it happens to millions and millions of people. I know not everybody's motivated. But is there anything you would say if somebody's out there in this situation listening to us? And I get these messages all the time. They see my Instagram. like, Oh, it's easy for you. Oh, you're rich. Oh, you're pretty. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> they don't know anything. They just They, they just believe what they want to believe. We work really, 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 really hard to get to any point. But if somebody's out there feeling stuck and they're like, okay, I'm going to listen to these chicks. I'm going to be more motivated. Any tips?
1: Yeah, well, you need to have an understanding of where your money is going. So you need to understand what money is coming in and what money is coming out. And people don't take time to do that because they fear not seeing any money. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? They fear like maybe they're in the negative. They fear that they're overspending so you need to have that clarity of your money and you have to establish okay what is what is going on with your money is it too much spending or maybe it is an income problem meaning you need more income because i've worked with tons of people with their budgets and some and really majority of the time it wasn't that they were spending so much They just needed to have more income. Mm -hmm. And you're right. The news outlets don't talk about that because really, I don't say who watches the news. I guess a lot of people watch the news. But who they're speaking to is, um, I don't know if mainstream American person with a certain limited income, Mm right? Right. And we have that mentality and I'm, I'm thinking it's shifting, especially especially in the past several years where it's fine to make more money. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know, there's the side yeah. hustles and the Uber and Eats and all that yes, stuff. Yes, there is always but, a
0: little something right out there.
1: Right. So you really need to, one, have clarity as to what's coming in and one going out and really assess, okay, am I really, really spending too much or is it really more of an income issue where I really need to Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I will say something, and I know it's it's. I don't want to be harsh, but I think it's the truth. You, nobody's gonna get rich or have a better lifestyle working nine to five. You are never going to. You need to go the extra, 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 extra mile. I know not everybody's an entrepreneur. I know a lot of people are very afraid of having their own business, of course, because it's crazy risky. But even if you don't want to do that, but you if you want to have a little bit of a better lifestyle. You need to do something extra, right? An A side project, like you said, do something from home. Start a side gig, work on the weekends. You have to do a little more.
1: No, absolutely. Because with a, a job, you're building someone else's business. Yeah. In essence. Yeah. You're helping to build. And, yeah. and it is a limited, depending on how the transition is of promotions or maybe are you're on this level promotion that you're not gonna make really more but with entrepreneurship and granted not everybody's made for for entrepreneurship so maybe you can have a a job and then do a side hustle something that you really enjoy doing but entrepreneurship the there's no income cap
0: right it's
1: limitless it's really up to you is it hard Yes, absolutely. Are there days that I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I have them. But there are other days I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? Is this my life? Right. So it is an entrepreneur. It's like a roller coaster ride for sure.
0: It really is. But I think most people die frustrated because they didn't give it a shot. So I think it's always better to give it a try and go after your dreams. And I know there is that very radical phrase all over social media for those of you guys that, that read social media that says your job is a drug they give you to make you forgive your dreams. Dreams. Did you yeah. ever see that phrase? I haven't. But that's so yeah. Bad. I personally agree because <laughs> like you said, you're making the boss rich. And they're giving a paycheck, go home and shut up. They don't want any trouble. You do the job, no, no, no. So maybe if you let that sink in, you're like, okay, I'm gonna keep this job because I need to pay the basic bills. But maybe instead of sitting in front of the couch drinking beer and eating potato chips, I'm gonna go and start blah 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 whatever it is that I love doing. And many many hugely successful multi-million billion-dollar companies came about from side hustles
1: right and i have seen multiple people especially in the past few years i mean the pandemic really did something I think. yeah i mean it, it took away a lot of lives, unfortunately but it also really it really a, a lot of entrepreneurs i have come out of the pandemic and i have some seen, seen people quit their jobs and have thriving businesses i'm talking about multi six-figure businesses yeah um, and it's, it's unreal. I mean, it is, it is possible. You just have to have that belief. And I say that belief and confidence because women, we tend to lack a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We tend because of whatever our upbringing or an experience that we had or a relationship we have that really knocks down that beliefs those beliefs that we had before or the dreams. I know you mentioned stuff about dreaming. And so yeah, you have to you have to have those things and you have this, you know, you have this opportunity here with Kat with this podcast (laughs) that if you're feeling down, if you're not having that belief she, yeah. She's
0: a firecracker. She will get you. She <laughs> and, will get you believing. Hey, so. listen, many days, obviously, I'm a human being. Many days I feel down. I feel discouraged. Like you said, we're like, what the hell am I doing? Am I going crazy here? I take so many risks every single day. But at least I feel very fulfilled and empowered. And funny enough, this is one thing that I never never said it out loud before. When everything got taken away from me, right? And when I lost everything... Again, friends, quote unquote, my closest friend said, oh, my God, I would have jumped off the balcony if somebody did that to me. Oh, my God, what are you going to do now? How do you go from being a millionaire to having nothing? Believe it or not, those people did me a huge favor because they reminded me how much I love to work and produce as crazy as it sounds. And I know some people they are going to listen like, oh, this woman is crazy. Who the hell? Of course, I, I don't think I deserved to lose everything that I worked for. But my point is, like you said in the beginning, making money, making your own money and being successful on your own is so empowering. You have to do it to understand it because nobody can take that away from you. No, like a will. Yeah, somebody, believe it or not, They can fuck you. Pardon my French. Jen. But if you make your own money and you have a name and you have clients and you have a business and you have a successful whatever it is that you do and you have your money in the bank, nobody can take that away from you until you die. And that's insanely empowering.
1: It is. it is. I agree with you. I love it. I love all these questions that you've asked.
0: Uh, thank you. You're amazing. Can you tell people where cuz I read your book and I loved it. I think oh, it was sweet. You. It's intelligent, it's empowering. It's filled with great information. It's called Her Money Matters. Can you tell people where they find it? I highly recommend you guys read it. Yeah, you can find it
1: uh, on Amazon, I know, anywhere on, online on online like Walmart, Target, all that stuff. Sometimes they have it, sometimes I know <laughs> They don't,
0: Uh, but definitely on Amazon. Amazon, her money matters. Last question before I let you go. Tax season is coming up. A lot of people freak out, but a lot of people get the famous refund and they're like, oh, great. I'm going to go shopping at Target and blow it on stuff that I don't need. What is your opinion as an expert? What should people do with the famous tax refund? Stash it away, go for it and spend it.
1: Well, it depends on what your goals goals are. You know, what are you working on? Are you working on uh, paying off some debt? Are you working on saving for a trip? Or it really is what are your priorities right now? But I also challenge you to think. Or just remember, and I'm not saying this is what you should do, but remember, a tax refund is essentially you overpaid in taxes. So mm-hmm. when you overpay in taxes, if you're on a nine-to-chop, I encourage you and I'm not a tax professional so you need to consult a tax professional you need to change your uh, how much they're taking out of your paycheck so that does two things one you're not going to do get a refund necessarily you're just I'm I'm not going to say you're not it's it depends on that that's what happened that year that tax year but it's going to give you more money in your paycheck Mm -hmm. right so talk to someone and say this is how much I paid in taxes this is uh, what I filled out in the uh, w-4 I believe mm-hmm. form and uh and and see Adjust what you can it. do to change it so mm-hmm. you can because essentially you're giving the government a zero percent
0: <laughs> loan <laughs> then you're not charging we them don't want do that
1: interest
0: <laughs> jen you're amazing thank you so much and your podcast her money her dinero matters her money matters <laughs> uh you do new episodes every thursdays right that's right. That Incredible. You're fantastic. And I'm going to leave you guys with another phrase that I learned a while ago, and I absolutely love it. If you're struggling out there in your darkest, darkest days, I don't know if you ever heard this one, Jen, but I think you're going to like it. Remember this phrase. I never forget it. That's what keeps me going when I'm having a bad day. Feed the solutions. Do not feed the problems. So like if you're, if you're on a money pit, if you sit down thinking... Oh, I don't have money, I don't have money, I don't have money, I don't have money. The problem grows. Instead, keep thinking, what are the solutions, the solutions, the solutions. And all of a sudden, before you know it, a bunch of solutions grow. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because it's about asking
1: those questions. When you ask a question and explore and get curious... You'll get solutions. You'll something. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you
0: so much for empowering women to be financially independent. You are amazing. And I'm very grateful and very honored that you're here. Thank you. And I'll see you guys very soon. Go make some money, girls. Go make some money. (laughs) Before I let you guys go, reminding you that now with all the awards uh, events coming up, Super Bowl weekend, this weekend, then we have Oscars, then we have Cannes Film Festival, all kinds of good stuff coming up. If you are interested in getting access to all the parties, events, in exclusive reservations, then in November, there is the very talked about Formula One Grand Prix in Las Vegas for the first time. Anyways, if you always wondered, how do I get access to all of these places? Reach out to PreVLA. vla is a luxury concierge service they are amazing. They are super well connected and they get you in. So send them a message, preV P-R-I-V-E-E-L-A.